Welcome everybody to Pick and Roll, the NBA betting show on the board YouTube channel, which is the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. We're pleased to say that we have just hit 1,000 subscribers on this channel. So thank you so much, everybody, for the great support that you guys have given us all throughout the season. We're going to continue to work very hard to produce the best possible basketball betting content that we can on this channel and, of course, on this show, Pick and Roll. So if you're new to the channel or you've just not done so already, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you find yourself enjoying this video along the way, this stream along the way, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. But as we always do, we're going to start off today's show with a recap of the previous day's plays. We'll just recap the season as well quickly here, going to our bet stamp profile for public tracking so you can see exactly what's been going on with our record. 119 and 92 on the season, nearly 13 units of profit and a 5.2% ROI. But uh, the previous... Uh, Sorry, the previous day was a one-in-one day. Chris Paul, Devin Booker hit their well. Chris Paul was very easy cover. Devin Booker eventually gets that 30-point line we needed. And the Rockets side of things, a very rare, a very rare Rockets same-game parlay loss. But unfortunately, Alperen Shengun uh, never really came close here. Dylan, uh, sorry, I think it was Desmond Bain that was supposed to be tracked yeah. there. It was a winner regardless. Uh, I'll fix that, but it was supposed to be Desmond Bain. He covered yeah. easily. Um, regardless, didn't win. Anyways, Pips, uh, why don't you take us through what went on with our boy Alperin Shengun for this game? Uh, there, nothing much with Alpi. He did his best, but Memphis Grizzlies uh, adjusted their defense. So they were double teaming Alperin inside. Whenever he got the ball, tried to post up double teams came. And on the pick and rolls, Jaren Jackson wasn't contesting the in blocking shots like he used to. He was uh, glued to Alper and Shingun and just letting uh, Jalen Green to score inside uh, on the drives. But he just he just stayed to Alpi and said like, "Okay, we gonna defend Alpi. Everyone else can play one on one," which not expected. Like last game, he scored 25 points easily. And like this is the the part of the season when everyone adjusting game to game. So it's difficult to bet on previous matchups. And also, like when you adjust against the Rock Houston Rockets, like when you one of the worst teams in the league and you make adjustment, I I didn't expect it. I mean, like in, in that this matchup, I don't think like anyone can cover when you are getting double teams in post-ups and you are getting glued to so nothing against this Shengun here like maybe against my rockets because they played the worst game i ever seen like this uh, like completely giving up on everything letting letting memphis score 150 points canard was 10 for 11 from three and they still going under this like he scored seven or eight threes in in like five minutes and they were still going under his screen that was like one of the most ridiculous thing i ever seen and yeah alpi didn't get any four quarter minutes so yeah still it doesn't been hit uh four threes in the first half three in the first quarter so very unfortunate that yeah, that was a quick one. I was just hoping eventually, I was maybe hoping fourth quarter, he'd just get a bunch of minutes and like kind of garbage time and score. But uh, we're, we're definitely at that point in the NBA season where 
a lot of big spreads. Even today, a lot of big spreads because the winning teams are still winning. The losing teams, they want to lose. They want to lose at this point, to be honest, uh, especially with the prospect of Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson beckoning for those teams if they get those best lottery odds. So, yeah, and, and also the second pick was Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And we had another double teams on every every time he touches the ball on Devin Booker. But he is an unbelievable scorer, so he still managed to get there. Even with some weird lower minutes, he played 14 minutes, 14 minutes in the first half, which is crazy for Booker, who usually plays 40 minutes a night, especially without KD and Aiton. But he still got there, so we are good there. Yeah, uh, at least it was a split, which gives us a winning week. It was just a, a fraction under two units of profit from last week. So hoping to do more of the same today. And uh, once again, we appreciate all the kind words for everybody, from everybody about the 1,000 subs. We're very happy to have hit that. But uh, let's have another winning week, and let's get started here. As I mentioned, a lot of big spreads, which makes it a little bit more difficult for the handicapping processes. And a lot of these games also have questionable players, not aligned posted. So one official play coming at you guys for today. And we are going to be going to a guy I wasn't really expecting us to have to go back to. But here we are. We're going to Jonas Valanciunas. He's seen an upgrade in his meet, uh, in his minutes recently where it kind of seemed like he was tailing off a little bit. But we're going with JV over 27.5 points and rebounds. This is minus 118 at Caesars. They're taking on the Blazers today against Phipps' favorite center, Yusuf Nurkic. So uh, let's see exactly what you like from this one and maybe a little bit of insight into why JV has seen his minutes rise again all of a sudden. Yeah, so they are just playing a lot through him and they need his scoring. They were on, on, on a very a very losing streak, like losing so many games in a row. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they started playing Jonas more and they started winning. So they just kept going with it. So, I mean, they had a very easy schedule, but they won four in a row. They are playing you know, in every game. The biggest part of their success was Jonas. Uh, he had, like, crazy scoring. So, over the last five games, he scored 22, 21, 19, 20, 17. And then he had 12 or more rebounds in every single game. So, you can show the graph, like, how this looks on points and rebounds so yeah 30 plus in five straight games 35 average and now he's getting my favorite matchup for centers that's portland trail that's portland trailblazers and uh, yeah everyone is doubtful for for the trailblazers so i i doubt we see i doubt we see nurkic we could see maybe Anthony Simons on Jeremy Grant, but Damian Lillard and Nurkic, I think they are done for the season. So for, uh, yeah. for tank for tanking reasons. Yeah, he's getting he's getting uh, probably Eubanks as a matchup. So yeah, that size advantage is just huge. <laughs> yeah it's usually two coins of euros so <laughs> so <laughs> good on this on this one so the size advantage of Jonas Jonas is probably the biggest guy like 
Embiid is right there, but Jonas is probably one of the biggest guys. Nurkic, Jonas, and Embiid, I think, are the three biggest Sabonises. I think also there, but I think uh, I think that Jonas is bigger than Sabonis. I think on, on the weight side, at least at least twenty pounds more than Sabonis. And now he gets Eubanks. That's just I don't know, like huge size advantage in height in weight so rebounds should be easy there will be a ton of bricks by portland gilix squad and the good thing is Jonas is usually starting the fourth quarter that's the rotation set so if if it's a like 20 points game he's still playing some minutes in the fourth quarter so even if it's a like if, if it's not a, 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 a like early second uh, half blowout, Jonas will still get uh, the close to 30 minutes. And this is the like very, very, very positive matchup on both rebounds and points inside. And he should completely dominate this game. Also, a bit of uh, advantage here is Taibul is still playing. He's probably guarding CJ McCollum or Brandon Ingram. So slowing him down in one of one matchup and letting Jonas cook more inside. And, and every game right now for the Pelicans is like a must-win game. They're they're actually in a playing position right now. They're up to eighth place. Um, they are two games back of the four seed Phoenix Suns, though. And today, with the caliber of this Portland team, as you mentioned, this really has to be a win for the Pelicans. And as you said, JV has been a big part of their uh, recent success and. A four-game win streak has turned this from a 12 seed into an eight seed. So every win is so significant right now in the Western Conference. Yeah. By the way, guys, um, this is minus one. Uh, we originally was minus one eighteen uh, when we gave it out. It's minus one seventeen. So we got it at Caesars. A little bit, uh, a little bit less on the juice for this one uh, if you were at Caesars. So we'll take that. Um, anything else to add here? Are we ready to talk about a team that is most certainly struggling in the Western Conference? I don't. I think we are good here. Like it's it's self-explanatory. So, right. Yeah. So Pelicans. Every win counts, as we said. Every loss counts in this Western Conference heavily. And a team that is doing a lot of losing is the Dallas Mavericks. They went all in, like all in at the trade deadline, acquiring Kyrie Irving, knowing that Kyrie was on a rental contract where there was no guarantee he would stay. At least there was supposed to be success this season, but since the acquisition of Kyrie Irving, this team is six and thirteen. They are now out of the play-in positions altogether. They are eleventh, and their last—they've lost their last four, but their last three are ugly. They've lost back to back to the Charlotte Hornets, where the spread in one of them was like fourteen. I imagine yesterday was around the same. I can just quickly verify a twelve-point spread, a fourteen-point spread the previous game. And they also, in that three in the three games, they've lost the Golden State Warriors at home. The Golden State Warriors are a top or a bottom three away team in the NBA. So three, like almost simple games of this team, and they lose all three and are now facing the prospect of not even making the play-in tournament with Kyrie Irving here. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say on on this whole situation, but Pips. What do you think has been the problem with this Dallas team? Because this is an embarrassing stretch of games, quite frankly. So, I I, I think I think Mikel like 
a separate video on, on, on our YouTube when we talk about the trade. And I, I mentioned yeah. three points, and I think all three came true. First one was where is the defense? Second one, how is Kyrie going to play with so high ball dominant player? And the fourth one was is are they going to be available for, for the team? And all three things like Kyrie missed a couple of games, Luca missed a couple of games, and they played together the three and seven. Kyrie doesn't look well next to the Luka Doncic at all, and their defense is terrible. Like they can get stops on, on anyone. Hornets probably the worst offense in the league, scoring at the will. So many mistakes on the defense. It's not some crazy shooting from Hornets. It's just terrible defense, and it's not like. Luka Doncic can hold his own against some players. It's team defense that's falling apart and guys will have wide open dunk or lap on every like fourth or fifth possession. And it, 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 I watched both of these games and I was so frustrated watching it. Luka not looking great. He's not... And we saw the interview where he said that He's not finding joy playing basketball. And mm-hmm. if anyone watched the next game, he could see it. Like he started zero from six, just couldn't get it, and then started being like crazy because I think he was like, This is enough. I need to just knock everything. And he did end up scoring 40 points. But Kyrie, Kyrie was terrible. One of the worst games I've seen. The game of the season on the line against the worst team is the NBA league. Luka Doncic getting double team every possession, every time he touches the ball. And Kyrie, and he out when they and he double team, he's passing the ball to wide open Kyrie. And Kyrie shot 15 times and Luka shot 30 times. How is that possible? So you are that's that's a will to play, that's a will to score. You are getting double team and you still get 30 shots up and score 40 points and against every kind of defense they're throwing at you. And the second option is getting wide open looks out of Luka Doncic double and he only scores, takes 15 shots and score 18 points, shooting 5 for 15. In do or die game, season on the line, you are getting the single cover against the Hornets wide open looks out of Luca double and you do did, did, he didn't do anything no energy he was standing in darker spot for half the game just hiding there like that's completely mental breakdown of Kyrie and this thing and then on the other side Luca doesn't even try the on defense he will get to drive he will complain to the refs he, he won't get back to the defense when he gets back to the defense, he will be like completely out of it, looking at the ref still barking, and the foul wasn't even close to being a foul, and that's happening 15 to 20 possessions in the game. Like just terrible basketball, terrible mindset, everything going wrong with with the Dallas Mavericks. It's hard to watch. So, so you mentioned uh, Kyrie Irving has missed some games. He has. They actually have won uh, six out of. They're six and nine when Kyrie Irving plays. So the four games Kyrie Irving missed, 
They lost all four of those games. But the thing on Kyrie, you're talking about, you know, him maybe not really being engaged in the game. Like this had to have factored into the trade decision when they traded for him because like this is just something that you have to come to sort of expect with Kyrie Irving. You don't know what sort of head state he's going to be in. And that always leads – that has led to problems with all the teams he's been on since he left Cleveland. You just don't know what sort of player you're going to get. When Kyrie Irving's at his best, he's obviously one of the top players in the NBA. But when he doesn't feel like being that, you get something like this. And on top of that with the trade – Dorian Finney-Smith going the other way was obviously a problem. Defensively, this team lacks a ton of size. Um, defensively, like, I'm looking through the team. Like, is the best defender in this team really, like, Maxi Kleba or Josh Green? Like, is that what we've, like, really come to with this team? So, it's it's a very it, – it's not a well-put-together roster. And they, they made a big, risky trade for a player that I don't think they really should have – done like anything for because Kyrie Irving owes this team nothing he doesn't need to stay and especially if they, if they don't even I I you know what uh, I I'd be a little bit shocked if they missed the play-in they're obviously in 11th right now but even if they're in the play-in like why would Kyrie Irving want to stay with this team so I, I guess the next question would have to be I, do you, do I, you I actually anything do you see him staying I don't know probably not no, don't see the reason why I should he also, exactly. being that, who wants to live like there? I mean, Dallas is not a good spot. Uh, also, interesting thing that Luca got 16 technical in that game and he's yeah. missing this. Yeah. Game. So, yeah. they're playing the Pacers tonight. They could lose, especially Halliburton is playing. They will lose probably. Then they're playing 76ers. They will lose. Then they're playing Miami Heat. They could lose. Then they are playing Hawks. They could lose. Then they are playing the Kings. They will lose. And then they are playing the Bulls. They will probably lose. So, like, are they are they going to make playing? I, I don't know. Ooh, Tough that's schedule. that's not an easy schedule. Yeah, yeah. They they do uh, have the Spurs last game of the yeah, season. Yeah, so. last game. If it, if the season is online, they'll beat the Spurs. Like, but it could also be the Bulls are locked into their seeding that game. I'm not sure what, what it'll look like, but you're right in saying that this is not an easy stretch of game. Bulls are playing good now. Yeah, Bulls yeah, I, I'm saying if they, yeah. if they I know, can't I move. Know just saying, yeah, yeah. if they try to compete, oh, I don't sure. think, yeah, Dallas will win this. So <laughs> the Bulls are like the best defense since the Patrick Beverly got, got there. Yeah. So, yeah, they're playing great now. Suddenly, not great, but with good defense and they score enough on offense that they can win. So it's really getting interesting in the NBA. Like we expected it, but some teams unexpectedly could miss the games. I can like so much happened over the weekend. Like yeah, yeah, the, the one of the best weekends we we had so far this season. So. Yeah, I think like LeBron's back, that's huge. Lakers drop. I think they're now fifth uh, lowest odds to win the championship, or fifth or sixth, like depends on the bookies. So then there is a reason for it. If he's healthy, this team is healthy, they can compete. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Reeves with new role, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, they are 
they are now suddenly deep team. Like they're having Rui Hachimura uh, out of the rotation. That's and he he like month ago he'll be their third or fourth guy. Like yeah. they're suddenly great team. Like if they get healthy to the play playoffs, they can be they can make upsets. That's the one thing. The other thing is Towns is back. The Golden State Warriors just lost to, uh, to the Wolves. Uh, away Wolves played pretty good. Great defense, which was surprised with Towns back uh, at the lineup. So that's another thing. In the and these are we are we are speaking about play, LeBron James getting back to the 10, ninth seed, eighth seed, and then Towns getting like. Playing spots, playing teams with Bulls on the other side getting better, Lakers getting better, now Wolves getting better, Zion if gets back, Pelicans are suddenly great. Like yeah. playing teams will be difficult. Yeah. Playing games will be like all-time great this season. Yeah. Imagine, imagine Lakers and I don't know Wolves or Pelicans with Zion playing playing game. That's like the finals almost. <laughs> Yeah, uh, lots to uh, lots to be excited for in this Western Conference with the play-in games. Um, I'm starting to see the value of the play-in games for sure. It started Jeez. to make more sense why they Jeez. had them. The regular season is more exciting because more teams are relevant, which is great. And the play-in games themselves are excellent. Like I remember a couple years ago, the Lakers and Warriors had a play-in game, which was like an all-time game. That was the game where LeBron hit that late step back three he said he saw three rims and he shot at the middle one i don't believe him but <laughs> that was yeah, the, the quote from that one <laughs> i remember that one i will see great games this season again if you take a look at the playoff playing spots for both sides we could be east conference is also great like if we could have heat hawks raptors and bulls raptors and bulls would be the battle huge battle and then heat against the hawks like they are very well known it could be, to it could be Brooklyn as well. It could be Brooklyn as yeah, well. Yeah, could there. be Brooklyn, but could be Brooklyn, yes. But hope for, hoping for for Heat drop yeah. to, to stay in the same place. So I don't want the Nets to to be drop the last last game of the season to seventh and then miss the playoffs. Uh, I, I have I a bet to... on I have a bet on Brooklyn to miss the playoffs. So that would be very nice for me. I just need them to yeah. make the play in, and then I think I think they could lose both. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, also interesting thing, Fox had some injury. He missed a game. He could miss a couple of games. Didn't look well. So, there's so much going on, like, day to day. That's it's so interesting to, to, to watch, to, to, to follow. Like, one of probably the best. We are one of the most competitive and all-time great seasons. I agree. In front of us, Clippers got... Blown out by Pelicans away. Kawhi Leonard right after the Clippers blew out the Thunder, they get blown out yeah. by the Pelicans. <laughs> yeah, and Kawhi had a trip to the locker room, never came back. He's probably to play tonight, but we don't they never know. That was a scary moment for the Clippers. Paul George out and suddenly Leonard going out. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. But probably because the game is already like huge spread, they didn't want to risk anything. But yeah, and we are waiting on Thunders to slip in that 10th spot. Hoping, actually, I'm hoping for them to, to make it at the seven, at the 10th spot in front of Dallas Mavericks. 
And yeah, Thunders are playing Hornets, Pistons, and Pacers, and then Jazz. So they could win. They they win. Let's, they had yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games for the rest of the season. And they win three out of these seven. They could they will probably make the, the, the 10th seed. Because they had they have one more win against over the the Dallas. And I don't see Dallas winning five of the, of the last seven. Right. So that That's would be point. very interesting. Yeah. I think Thunder could even move up from that 10th spot as well. Um Final question for discussion. Somebody's asking here. We'll have an updated one. We answered this quite a bit, but uh, M. Halbani here asks, uh, our picks from the East and West, our picks from the East, I, I don't imagine it's changed off the Bucks for yourself. It certainly has not for me. Bucks are the best team in the East, in my opinion. You agree? Yeah. Western Conference, though, things have definitely changed here. The Suns with the Kevin Durant situation, there's no guarantee he's going to be back for the start of the playoffs and they that might may not be a layup first round series i don't think any series is a layup in the west uh any thought into who's coming out of the west at this point who's your favorite it's honestly there's like there's six maybe seven teams you could say could come out of the west right now yeah it's crazy like a play-in team has a legitimate shot at coming out of the west because i think they'll get they'll likely get the grizzlies and i think like the Timberwolves could beat the Grizzlies. They gave him a very competitive series last year. I think the Pelicans with Zion definitely could beat them. Lakers as well. I think any of these teams could give Denver a, a tough series as well. I any think of these teams can win against the Kings and against the Denver Nuggets too. So yeah, so, like, so they won't be favorite, but they can win. So there may be eight teams, <laughs> seemingly, yeah. who can yeah. come out of the West. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, also, I give, I can say I'll more. Give, I'll give one one prop. To the Denver Nuggets, they played the Bucks uh, on the weekend over the weekend, and they bombed them out. So I watched the game; it was a great game. First three quarter, one of the best games of the season. So interesting, so well played. And then uh, I, uh, my, my biggest issue with Bucks, and if if, if that was different, I would be like to completely sold on them winning the championship. Even though they won the won one previously, I'm not a huge fan of Mike Budenholzer in the playoffs, adjustment-wise and, and rotations. And he did some again, like why do you have Drew Holiday shooting a contested three uh, step back three uh, five minutes into the into the possession? That shot is available with three seconds on the clock. You can try to play something, and so many. T- and he's not even efficient scorer. So these things happen, and then his rotation can be something sometimes off. He's trying so hard to play his best players 30 minutes a game, and then in the playoffs, we, you know, this remembers the series against the Miami Heat when they got out, they went lost that series like three, four, three, three or four years ago. It was it in the bubble or to the uh, sorry, Miami lost to the Bucks, other way around, I think. Oh, when the Bucks lost to Miami, that was. Bubble, I think. Uh, that was the bubble, yeah. That was yeah. the conference semis. Yeah. So that I think that was a bit crazy when you when you look at the minutes he was playing his best players. Like it's a playoff. You played your best players. So yeah, he was playing Yanis 34 minutes a night in the playoffs that they lost. And Chris Middleton 33 minutes. 
like come on man like what's going on like and also his adjustments are so rare and comes late usually so yeah that's my issue with the Bucks, but I, I think till they are the deepest team and the best team in the league. I think that's that's I don't think anyone can go against it. Yeah. But yeah, they they were one one game that I thought that would be difficult for them to win. And they won easily in the second half. And that's a big big thing for, for them. Jokic played great, amazing game. It was, we are we don't I, I I personally don't like the 90s basketball where they were just posting out players and playing through the bigs. Yes. But it was so great to see Jokic against Brook Lopez going one on one. That was so so fun. Yeah, uh, people talk about the 90s, like how players in this era couldn't play in the 90s because how physical it was. Like players in the 90s would get run off the court in the modern NBA. Like, <laughs> this, like Michael Jordan dribbled the ball behind his back once and the commentators were were absolutely sent by seeing a guy he dribbled the ball behind his back and then got it again with his right hand so he dribbled it behind with his right got it with his right yeah. hand and the commentators lost their mind if, if that is the level it takes for like people to get shocked in like the 80s 90s imagine that like them watching or playing against like like Kyrie Irving today like these guys their head would explode watching basketball so yeah, yeah the, the, we're, we're in a very skilled era, and it's very, very fun to watch. And like you said, the amount of parity we're seeing this season is probably the best we've ever seen. I think seen. the most incredible with BNB, just shooting step-back threes and yeah. going yeah, seven inside, footer. like, unbelievable. Like, yeah. like, he had Michael Jordan moves at, yeah. at his size. It's amazing. That's true. Yeah. Oh, man, imagine just... Imagine being in a coma for 20 years or coming, not even like, yeah, around 20 years coming out and seeing the way basketball is played today. It, it is a completely different sport, pretty much. I would, love to, I would love to wake up for the playoffs to not watch much of a regular season game because, yeah, the basketball is amazing, talent is great, but I don't like how it's refereeing. And oh, yeah, that's also a whole different sometimes. Thing. And people usually around the world, so I, especially in Europe, they always when you look at the Croatian side or any Serbian side on like huge Europe sites of basketball, they'll always trash the NBA for not playing defense. And they don't they think players don't want to play defense. It's not. It's the referees are just making such a soft calls and such so, so stupid that they don't allow players to play defense. So that's the thing I don't like about the NBA. And the only thing I don't like about this is because the talent is offensive talent is so big that you need to let these guys play some defense so it can at least match up uh, the offense. But offense is always very nice to watch. And yeah. All right. With that, I think we're ready to wrap up the show. Let's recap the one pick from today. A lot of big spreads, a lot of questionable players. So not a lot of lines up, but. The, play, the, the pick that is in play is in the Pelicans-Blazers game. Jonas Valanciunas to go over 27.5 points and rebounds combined. That is minus 117 at Caesars. Hoping to get a great matchup against this very lowly Blazers team who are starting to tank. But that has been your show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Drop a like if you enjoyed. Rate and review five stars on podcast more if you've been enjoying the picks. And once again, thank you guys so much for helping this channel reach 1,000 subscribers. If you want to Join us here on the board YouTube channel for more NBA betting content throughout the rest of the season, the playoffs, and the offseason as well. We'll be doing a plenty more content over here 
on the channel. Get involved today. We start our new road here to 2,000 subs. Thank you again, guys. But uh, let's hope this pick cashes, and we will see you tomorrow for more.